Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. I am Reverend Trish Hall, and you are welcome. You are being welcomed to the art of living spiritually. As we open to the realization that we are all in this together and that we are all expressions of one divine creator, we sense that we need to say yes to the impulsion of spirit, to be spiritual activists, growing individually and supporting all, all other expressions of the divine. This is a wonderful journey that we're in, engaged in called life. This evening we're going to be talking about how all lives matter. And we acknowledge that that's a play on the Black Lives Matter uh, promotion or the program that was developed by Alicia Garza and Opal Tormetti and Patrice Coolers, three queer black ladies that had this deep desire to make sure that all black people were acknowledged. And in the horrors of some of the things that have gone on, some of the uh, killings, some of the violence, some of the prejudices, some of the profiling, all of those things that have gone on, they stepped in with an ideological and political intervention. They called to action all stand in alignment with black people. And I am such I am so passionate about peace and I am so passionate about all people that I believe that their movement should not be a call to black people to stand with black people, but all people to stand with black people. And for that matter, all people to stand with all people. That is all people to make sure that no one is disenfranchised. No one is treated less than anyone else, whether it is someone from the highest, richest neighborhood or whether it is someone who has fallen to addictions and is lying in the street, whether someone speaks English or speaks some other tongue, all are expressions of the divine. So all deserve to be treated in, way, in the same way, with kindness and respect. If we ever hope to create world peace, it has to begin in the local, in the family, in the community where we learn and step up to treating one another with peace, with respect, with kindness. Kindness only takes a moment. Kindness only is that stopping to recognize. There are millions of people in this world that feel they are not even seen that they are somehow invisible. Or in some cases, they may wish they were invisible because people, other people, and sometimes profiling, judge them based on appearance, whether it is the economic appearance or whether it is the color of their skin or the clothes they wear or when they speak, the accent that they carry. And I think it is really sad that someone would rather be invisible than visible. In our teaching, we celebrate diversity, and yet we honor oneness. We recognize that we are one with and inseparable from one another because we are all the expressions of one creator. As that expression of the one creator, we are 
we are inseparably linked to one another. In As you go around the world, there are different versions of the golden rule, but the one that makes total sense to me is one that says, I will not permit anything to be done to anyone that I would not be willing to have done to me. Now, that's an ultimate call to action. That says, I cannot stand by and simply watch when someone is being treated as less than. In Centers for Spiritual Living, we have a global heart vision. And that global vision is of a world that works for everyone. It's a world in which each person has enough food, a home, and a sense of belonging. A world of peace and harmony, of enfranchisement, of justice where no one has less than equal access to to the court system, to whatever is whatever supports and assistance they need. That one that global vision is of one global family where we recognize one another, where we care for one another. So we are not looking for people who only look like us, where we judge on appearance, where we are concerned only about people from our own neighborhood or who speak or have gone to the schools that we've gone to, but instead recognizing that each and every one of us is an expression of the divine. Each and every one of us is 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 made of God's stuff, uh, is made of divine material, is made in the image and likeness, as the Bible tells us. So that we are akin to each one, and we have to pull together. So we are each called individually and collectively to raise the state of our own consciousness. When we hear someone being demeaning of someone else, we are called to stand for that person, to stand with that person. And what's interesting to me is that these are universal statements that I am making. They aren't just Western culture. As a matter of fact, in many places around the world, they are practiced more openly than we do here. In the United States, we tend sometimes to get into derisiveness and divisiveness, and we forget the origin that we all are akin. We all are one with one another. When we go back into Aesop's uh, fables, there's a story about four oxen and a lion. And the lion used to prowl about the field in which the four oxen uh, dwell. And many times he tried to attack them, but whenever he came near them, they turned their tails to one another so that whichever way he approached them, he was met by the horns of one, at least one of them. At last, however, they fell into quarreling. 
they fell into uh, into derisiveness among themselves. And when they fell into that among themselves, their argument ended up with them all each going off to a corner of their pasture, each going alone. And when they went alone, of course, the lion no longer had to fear because the lion knew that he could sneak up and he could attack. And so one by one, the oxen were gone. That's what happens in, among people when when we forget that there is safety in numbers. There is a reason in the physical world why we need to stand with and for one another, why we need to be um, aware of what is going on. We need to be aware of how each one of us is experiencing this thing called vice. There's another one in Aesop's fables that I dearly love, and it's about an old man on the point of death who summoned his sons around him, and he gave them some parting advice. He ordered his servants to bring in a bundle of sticks and said to the eldest son, break it. And the son strained and strained, but with all his effort, he was unable to break the bundle. The other sons also tried, but none of them could or were successful. Untie the bundle, said the father, and each of you take a stick. When they did so, he called out to them, now break the stick. And of course, each one easily broke the stick. And the father said, you see my meaning? And they did, for union is strength. Union gives strength. So when when we stand together, when we stand by one another, when we are when we stand for one another, then we start celebrating that life that is the one creative. Obviously, to me, if the creator, the one divine, had wanted to have uniformity, it would have been easier than the uniqueness which is expressed throughout our world. But instead, the creator has come forth in myriad forms because that is the divine plan. Uniformity is not the divine plan. Uniqueness, diversity... That's the divine plan. So when I was recently traveling in Bhutan, it was fascinating to be in a culture where there are shared values and where they stand with and for one another, where there's a collective agreement to be supportive of one another. Interestingly enough, it shows up in the way they do traffic, which to a Westerner can be quite scary because they don't follow quite the same idea of rules that we do. Also, when in Nepal, I was privileged to be with a group of people at a time when they were uh, when they were dealing with the death of loved ones. And so, when there is a community in Nepal and a member of the community dies, 
if the family is well-to-do and is completely able to uh, handle the expense of uh, the ritual of uh, their their rituals for the dying or for the uh, deceased, then uh, the uh, then that's fine if the family is able to do it. But if the family doesn't have the means, the whole community chips in, not because somebody asked them, not because something was imposed on them, but they all chip in simply because that's how we take care of one another. And so I want to throw out to all of you, what if, what if we were to thinking and instead of looking for what's different, what if we were to really focus on what do we have in common? And then from that base of focusing on what we have in common, what if we then looked for what is the uniqueness of this individual? I've been blessed with the opportunity to travel in a lot of different cultures. I do not take on their culture and they do not take on mine. However, we both celebrate the difference. We celebrate the distinctions. And we know that by those distinctions, each of us are made stronger and better by, uh, because of those distinctions, because of that uniqueness. When looking across our own country and looking at how some people are not being treated fairly, I, uh, it makes my heart sad, it makes my heart sick to think that someone is not having an equal opportunity in a country that claims to to grant equal opportunity. I was talking with someone this more uh, just later this afternoon and the individual just quite calmly said, "Hey, we're all born equal. How come things change?" And some of the thoughts that came across to me, uh, they didn't have good answers. And so I contemplated that, and then I was talking with another friend, and she is part of a wonderfully diverse group. It's a small group, but it's marvelously diverse. It is a sampling of different orientations, different colors, different ages, uh, just a wonderfully broad spectrum in this small group. And recently, one of the members of that group was sharing some of her experiences Now, she happens to be a middle-class woman of color. She's um, of African descent. And she was saying that the challenges that she has encountered, she was telling the group about the challenges she has encountered. And one of my friends in the group said, well, I thought those things were only happened to people who lived in certain neighborhoods or who had, uh, you know, were of certain economic strait. And the person who was sharing said that she had been um, accosted because of her color, because of, um, because not because of where she lived or the quality of the car that she drove 
or the fact that she works in an executive position, but simply because of her color. And in a world where we have so much, and yet there are people who would warmonger, there are people who uh, stir riot, there are people who uh, seem to get some sort of thrill out of the the idea of fomenting uh, anger and uh, in causing people to uh, to be against one another. Now, many many years ago, I was uh, doing some research, and in that research, uh, we were looking at how different people perceive their world, uh, admitting timelines. It was about the time a lot of people were looking at is the glass half full or half empty, which is a discussion from many years ago. When we look at the world around us, we get a, uh, we have a chance to look at it in different ways. And it's very much a matter of is the, is the glass half full or is the glass half empty? Because if we are fault-finding, if we are looking for what's wrong, we are sure to find it. If we are looking for what is right, we are sure to find it. It's a matter of how are we looking? What are we looking for? What are we looking with? If we come to any situation believing that our country is in dire straits and in terrible condition, then we will find proof for what we already believe. If, on the other hand, we believe that we are blessed with being in the most powerful democracy in the entire world, where there are ample resources for everyone, and then we take a stand to make sure that those ample resources are shared and shared freely, shared abundantly, then what we are seeking, we find. We find the proof to back up our own opinion. And that goes in all areas of life, all all avenues of life. Whenever we seek with an agenda, we seek proof for what we already believe. So what if we were each to consciously choose to seek something something positive? something uh, uplifting, something life-affirming. And then we spoke into that. We spoke to that. That we went, uh, that in our seeking, we, if we tend to look for uh, what's wrong, what if we consciously chose to look for what's right? What if we consciously sought only to find what is right, be magnificent. Wouldn't that be absolutely amazing? That would be so powerful. That would be so, um, it would be so transformative. In Centers for Spiritual Living, we have made a commitment to touch and transform lives, to make a difference. And so 
how we can go about that is to adopt, among other things, uh, the tenets of an organization called Way to Peace. And Way to Peace uh, is uh, spelled out way uh, and then the number two, peace. So that uh, their basic tenet is simply be kind and respectful no matter what. Many people like the idea of the, or the sound of be kind and respectful, but when you throw in the uh, no matter what, then it becomes a challenge because they tend to want to be kind and respectful when it feels good, and they tend to not want to be kind and respectful when it doesn't feel good. And so I invite you to try that, to be kind and respectful no matter what. See how it works for you. You may, in seeking reinforcement for kind and respectful, find that there are a whole lot of people in this world, one, that are already kind and respectful, but also you may find that some of the people who you're used to having growl or sorrow in your experience, they may have a transformative experience. They may actually respond to you in kindness and respect. It's a different way of being in the world than the competitive, derisive, divisive way that uh, competition tends to bring forth for us. Instead, be mindful. Be pay, pay attention. Pay attention to how it is if you really care and you're willing to show that you really care. I'm seeing a caller. Okay. Uh, and that now is not on the board at the moment. So uh, I want to switch to uh, telling you a little bit about Centers for Spiritual Living Metro. Uh, we are uh, a, an affiliate of Centers for Spiritual Living, an international organization made up of people who believe in this global vision that I cited, that I mentioned a little earlier. We come together believing that there is only one creative source that has sprung forth of itself into and as all of its creation. And so we recognize our oneness with one another and we recognize the uniqueness of the divine showing up. We treat all people with the kindness and respect knowing their divinity, knowing that they too are expressions of the divine. And so we embrace them. And on Sundays uh, for centers, the Spirit, Center for Spiritual Living Metro, we get together at 10 o'clock in the morning and we have beautiful music with live musicians and we have a message, a message that's uh, somewhat like our message this evening on Blog Talk Radio. And that message is uh, asking uh, calling people forth to recognize their own divinity and support others in awakening to theirs. This coming Sunday, we are delighted to have as our guest speaker, Reverend Dr. Raymond Anderson. And he will be uh, talking to us about how we're all under construction. We're all, uh, we're all works in process and in progress. 
that as we learn more about our divinity and we learn more about courageously standing in that, that we transform ourselves and we open the door and the opportunity for others to transform with us and around us. We make a space in which people can step up to being their absolute best. And in speaking and uh, stepping up to being their best, they open that space for one another. And gradually, one by one, we, we create a world that works for everyone, everywhere, always. So we are inviting you to come and be with us uh and be with us this Sunday uh when we have Reverend Dr. Raymond Anderson and uh and we acknowledge that each of us is an artist, the work of art and the infinite, never ending artistic process. We we also have a meditation that starts at nine fifteen and you are of course all welcome to join us for that meditation. And where we meet is the Arlington Arts Center, 3550 Wilson Boulevard in Arlington. And uh, we enter from the rear of the building, and there's parking. There's also a metro station a block from uh, where we meet. It's the Virginia Square Metro. And so we're convenient. We are a loving community. We are uh, we teach classes uh, in a variety of subjects, and we have special occasions, such as on um, looking clear out in the future. On New Year's morning, we will be doing a burning bowl ceremony, which is a great way to start the new year. You get to release anything and everything that may have been holding you back, any regrets, any sadness, and then cast a vision for the coming year. And we do this with a lovely ceremony. And so that will be at 10 o'clock at our usual service time in lieu of a regular service. And we have other special events coming up. And our website is www.cslmetro.org. CSL Metro is... Um, our here. we uh, we have discussion groups. Uh, we have volunteer opportunities. Uh, we are eager to grow. Uh, we're the newest of the centers for spiritual living that are here in the greater Washington D.C. metro area. So uh, we are small and mighty. And we are here to make a huge difference. We welcome all visitors. We are, as this whole evening, we know that every single person matters. So all lives matter. Every individuation of the divine matters. And so we are here to honor and celebrate that. We are here to to support one another in awakening to our divinity a journey. It's an unfoldment that can take time. However, we also know that there is no time in God, and so we don't have to wait. That is a human idea, that there is a time that we must wait. 
Instead, we can join together and change the world right now without any hesitation, without any uh, delay. We can do it. You are invited to do it with us. Thank you for joining us this evening. We look forward to seeing you on another call in the very near future. We will be here again next week. That is next Thursday evening at 7 o'clock. Please join us then. Uh, The phone number, the call-in number each week is the same, 760-542-4345. And that call-in is at uh, the time for the the uh, blog talk radio is 7 p.m. on Thursday evenings. Please do join us.